Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Hello, welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters um, talking through James, and today is our final day. I have been saying all along, we're working our way through um, and we're wrapping up and we're looking at, but today is it, folks. This is the last day of James. So mm-hmm. you won't have to hear that anymore, but we're reading today in James 5. It's 19 and 20, the very last chapters. And Harry, that's where you come in. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring back that I'm sorry. Cut. (laughs) Okay, keep going. You're good. Again, I'm going to start over. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this, whoever turns the sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. That's kind of a weird way to end the chapter. Let's just be real (laughs) honest. Again, it seems like... Oh, yeah, this is the last part I want to say, and I'm done. Yeah, like ripping the last post-it note off the refrigerator. Okay, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, yeah, there's no, like, go with God. There's no remember (laughs) brothers and sisters, which a lot of books finish that way. But James is just like, this is it. It's like hanging up. He's hanging up without even saying goodbye. Right, it's just done. I like I almost feel like it's like a drop the mic kind of moment mm-hmm. oh. where he's like, you know what? You can save them and there will this will cover a multitude of sins. Drop the mic, I'm out. Drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, did you guys hear that just now? My Bible, my Bible app just started reading to me. <laughs> oh. Oh. Pay attention. <laughs> nice sense. Yeah. So well, anyway, he ends it that way to be kind of startling. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Because he's talking about life and death here. That's, that's, that's the big deal. Um, this is serious stuff. Um, and that's how you need to see it. You're going to save him from death and cover a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. So I kind yeah, of I mean, that really, way. like, yeah. How do you follow up with that? How do you yeah. follow that? Right. Yeah. I think he's also talking about how this we're a body of believers. We have to pay attention to each other. We have to care for each other. Yeah. Like if you, you know, sin is in the spiritual world, sin is an illness, right? And we are all considered parts of the body of Christ. So if my left hand is like infected and festering and has all of these problems, I'm not going to be like, it's fine. The rest of my body's good. This will just be fine. Just ignore it. And it'll be, it'll work itself out, right? Like I'm going to (laughs) address the issue with my hand here so that I can be full and healthy. Because if you don't address that, you could get 
blood poisoning or gangrene. You could lose your hand. You could lose your arm. It could get into the rest of your body. You could get septic. So it's the same way in the body of Christ. If we've got a member over here who's suffering, it's going to affect the rest of the body. We're not going to be able to function fully the way God intended for us to function if we've got somebody over here who's sick. So, yeah, we, that should example. be of the utmost importance to us. Yeah. And while this issue is being addressed, while my left hand is sick and it's being addressed, there are other parts of my body that are going to come alongside and compensate and help lift up the, the sick part, right? So um, I'm right-handed, so I'm going to be doing things with my right hand, and my left hand isn't as often, it's not as um, dexterous, dexterous, dexterous as my right hand, but I am going to notice when my left hand isn't working very well, that there are things that I'm not doing as well. So my right hand is going to figure out a way to help with that, or I'm going to start using my elbow when I'm writing and I need to hold that paper down. Instead of using my left hand, I'm going to use my left elbow, you know, mm -hmm. or um, whatever it happens to be. Your brain is going to say, put some medicine on it. <laughs> right. Wrap it up, right. protect it. Yeah. Yeah. So just like I have other body parts that are going to come alongside that healing and sick, that sick and healing part. As Christians in the body of Christ, we're going to come alongside that, that person who is sick, who is living in sin, whatever that looks like. And we're going to come alongside and we're going to say, this is medicine let's work on getting this healed or, Hey, did you know that um, you have some pus coming out right there? Because that needs to be addressed <laughs> yeah. so that this doesn't come spill out on over everything else, yeah. you know? Um, or we're going to so go, it, it, <laughs> go ahead. right? Ew. Yeah. And let's no. be real. There's some sin that we see in other people that we're like, ew, mm -hmm. ew, that's ugly. Ew, that's messy. Ooh, I'd like to just turn my back on that and ignore it. But that's not how, as a whole, we become healthy as a body of Christ. So, good example. Very good mm -hmm. example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We um, have to be careful when we're seeing people's sin to not become the sin police mm -hmm. because. Um, Human nature lends itself to seeing faults in others more quickly than we see our own faults. So how do we approach that without becoming like handing out sins like Oprah hands out cars, you know? <laughs> You get a sin and you get a sin and you get a sin. Like that's not yeah. that's not cool. That's not my place. So how do we go about loving that hurting body part? I, I think you mentioned it at the beginning. It was like we start from that place of understanding that we all have a sin. We all sin. And, um, and that we are one body. We are yes. the body of Christ. And so if my hand is infected, that hand is not my enemy. That's right. a part of me. So if we could get our, our hearts around the fact that we're all part of each other. And so when I see a part that's hurting or sick, my heart should be to do everything I can to help that part. 
Um, it's not my enemy. It's not, it's, it's a part of me. Um, and to bring it back healing, bring it right. back to healing so that the, so it's whole again. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it takes all parts, all the parts work together for the That's whole right. good and yeah. to, um, for the, for the body to work its best. And that's the same with the body of Christ, you know, with the church. Even even just thinking of how Jesus healed people, uh, you know, he was he was so gentle, and he was like a servant leader. He, um, he would come not underneath so much because he retained his deity clearly, and the power that he had through God and as God. Um, but he didn't, he wasn't vicious with people. He wasn't, the only people he had to really smack talk were the Pharisees and Sadducees. Yeah. But the only reason for that, again, it's like, I think he was meeting them in a loving way because they weren't hearing it the other way. And so he continued. So he pursued them and helped them see it. But in that respect, it was loving, right? But most of the time it's like, um, Okay, that grossed me out, like when he spit on the guy's eyes. But I mean, he was like, but he was—he had this gentleness. The woman who touched his cloak, who touched me? What's going on? He'd bring things up. He could um, elevate them. He could, um, uh, you know, expand them so that more people could see. This is a healing. This is it. Um, and I think we can do that when we see sin with other people. It's not an immediate expanding of everything. It's the slow, humble, humble way of going in with people well, and, and locking arms, I guess. It's like Suzanne said earlier when we were, <clears throat> excuse me, talking through this, that we need to look through everything through the lens of grace. Yeah. And the whole goal of um, correction, um, to, for to is to bring people back. Mm-hmm. It's to bring them back into the fold. It's to restore them to a relationship, a right relationship with the body, and with God. Mm-hmm. It's not to hurt them or just get um, you know fun or whatever a good feeling out of pointing out their sin. No, it never not feels good. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. If it feels good, you're not doing it right. You're not doing right. it right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Jesus set a great example for us with the woman that was caught in adultery. You know, he he just basically said, you know, I'm I'm not condemning you. Where where are your accusers? You know, let he who's without sin cast the first stone. So if, if I think if we come from that place of humility, that we are all of us sinners saved by grace. Um and that that somebody helped us, mm-hmm. and so now we're just in that line of blessing to be there for somebody else. Um, and it's not a I'm better than you, or you know I've conquered that, and so you know I'm I can tell you how to live your life. It's never like that. It's just from that place of I'm not going to condemn you because I've been there, but let me help you the way somebody helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can a correction a, of the course, a correction a course of correction. the course. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not a condemnation, right. but a course correction. I think yeah. one, Oh, go ahead, Suzanne. I, I was just going to say, like, I was thinking about the correction of the course. 
um, and coming alongside someone. And I think of um, plow horses mm-hmm. and how if one goes off course, when you yoke them together, when one goes off course, the other one is like, uh-uh, come back. And so it doesn't, that partner doesn't let them go off course because they're stronger together and they are helping each other to carry that weight of walking straight and walking in line. Um, And that's one of the things that we're called to do is to walk alongside and then to yoke ourselves to, well, first to yoke ourselves to Jesus and then to come alongside and yoke ourselves with others. So really Jesus is like the ultimate plow horse, right? That we're all connected to. <laughs> Let's see. Do you think she comes from a farming background? <laughs> I'm telling you. Those are good. That was a great that's example. Great. Yeah. Really because that's like exactly that. the way it is. Mm-hmm. And that scripture about um, bearing each other's burdens. You know, that, that yoke is born equally between the horses, right? Right. So we have to be there for our brothers and sisters in the same way. And I love that idea of it's, it's not, you know, it's like, hey, not that way. Stay here. Stay here with me. Let's, let's keep going the way we need to keep going. So, and we're not saying then this doesn't say anything about confronting every person with every sin you ever see in their lives. That's not it. Because we'd be at it all day long, especially <laughs> when we're looking in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, things that are like very damaging for the person or the church body. Otherwise, you know, we, and that are repeated. Mm-hmm. That are repeated. It's not mm-hmm. like a one-off little. Uh, all sins are sin, but uh, you know. But it, it is a little different. Somebody slips up, they make a mistake. You know, they fall, they make a mistake. And that's out of character for them. It's out of their normal walk with God. That's a different kind of thing than a transgression where they've, they're in something, you know, that they can't get out of. Um, right. So, and I think it's those kinds of things, those sins that you're in that you don't know how to get out of. That's where you really need the help. Um, and you need somebody to come alongside you. You used the term earlier, besetting sins. Besetting sins, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Where it's yeah. just too hard yeah. to get out on your own? Yeah, where it's gotten to be a habit for you and you can't escape it. Yeah. One of the questions I'll use with people when I talk to them sometimes is like, I wonder what your life would be like if you didn't have to do that. Mm. Mm. I wonder what it would be like for you to be free. And we're free in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and so sometimes there's just gentle ways. I think people will hear, <laughs> they will hear the gentle ways versus, thou fire in hell from, the, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't always hear that that well, you know. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Oh <laughs> That's my. quite a book. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A sermon. I mean, it was actually a sermon. Yeah. It's kind oh of like bad for me, but I would probably be laughing. And I don't know why, because we do need to respect God. We, we sin is serious. Sin is death. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's separation like, from God and it's it, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just that classic Christian idea that people have of Christians like fire and brimstone and stuff like that. I remember I was sitting in a class that Rosemary was guiding. 
And this was like one of the first couple days that I had ever met Rosemary. And um, she said, whatever question someone has, the response should always turn them to the cross. Mm. And that has really stuck with me. Like in whatever response it is, does it turn people to the cross? Does it show them that Jesus was there? Jesus was a human. Jesus took this on for me. Jesus took this on for you. He suffered. He died so that you don't have to. So is your response to whoever sin, your own sin, your neighbor's sin, your husband's sin, your kid's sin, your sister's, your whatever, does your response to that turn them to the cross to show them that grace of Jesus? Oh, that's good, Susie. That was very good. Yeah. yeah. That was Rosemary. That's those are <laughs> Rosemary's words of wisdom. <laughs> I know, but I forgot about that. So, wow, oh, that's so good. Did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> and I will tell you, I got that from Mary Jo. Banye, she she was just some. She goes every every verse in the Bible leads to the cross. Mm-hmm. Old Testament, New Testament, it's all about the cross. And I'm liking that. I might have tweaked it a little bit that way, but yeah. But you're right. The responses should always lead back to the cross. That's what we do as a body of believers. Yeah, and we remind ourselves of things. We remind ourselves of who we are. We remind people that they're, you're a Christian. You don't have to live in this. Um, you have choices now. Before you were a slave, you didn't have a choice. Now you have freedom in Christ. Yeah. And we can only speak of that if we have experienced that. Mm-hmm. And it all just goes back to the heart. Thank you, James. His very bold speaking. I don't think he ever says check your heart. He gives all these other things, but gosh, he really circles the circles, the wagons on that heart stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from James is whatever's coming out of my mouth, whatever's happening, it's a reflection of my heart at detail levels in so many different ways. He showed us throughout James, um, very short, but powerful book. He doesn't have a lot of, expressive run-on sentences like he probably doesn't have any but like that of guy paul <laughs> what's it yeah <laughs> but it, it, it all goes back it's like what's going on with your relationship with god mm-hmm. where's your heart at what's your relationship with other believers how are you serving him you know and we don't have to do it perfectly you know, if we're the sin police with other people, we probably are with ourselves too. And that's not, God's not looking for perfection. He's looking for a walk with us. He's looking for the opportunity to take our hardened hearts and change them into flesh. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a great summation of James. And it makes sense now why he left it like that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So often. Ladies, I've enjoyed walking through this with you, talking through it with you. I have too. I I was always kind of intimidated by the book, but I'm loving it now. Really want to go through it again. It's amazing how the further we dig in and the more conversation we have and the more we really talk through each book, we come to appreciate it. 
Yeah. It's almost like God had that planned out or something. <laughs> you know, go oh, figure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> almost. Almost. Well, Perry, do you want to close us out for our whole entire chapter or our, our whole yeah, entire book? Kind of crazy that we're here at the end. Right? Okay. Sure will. Okay. Lord, here we are at the end of our study of James. It's been a lot to absorb. Thank you for the Holy Spirit leading and teaching us. As we've studied James' passionate words, we've learned about trials and temptations and joy in the midst as we grow toward maturity through it all. We've learned about asking you, God, for wisdom and how you're happy to give it to us. We've learned the difference between being a hearer only of the word and being a doer of your word. We've been warned about showing favoritism toward people who look different or better than us and of judging others. We've learned that our tongue, our words, can bring life or death to others and ourselves. We've been reminded that we need to submit to your will, Lord. We're warned strongly against slandering people. There's a warning to rich oppressors using their wealth wrongly to keep the poor down. We're reminded to just pray, 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 always keep praying. So, Lord, as we come to you in prayer, help us to remember these urgent lessons from James. Search us, Lord, and know our hearts and reveal our hearts. And as Rosemary has said over and over, it's an issue of the heart. Just um, keep us aware of our hearts, Lord, and keep us checking and um, changing our hearts as we come closer to you. And Lord, I just thank you again for the opportunity and the privilege of studying and sharing your word with these awesome women. Um, we pray that anyone listening, everyone listening has been blessed by it and maybe has gone back on the path if they've started to veer off a little bit. We pray, Father, that whether you're a wanderer or if you're one that will um, help to bring the others back to the path, that you would see, help us to see what our um, responsibility or our, um, well, I can't think of the word, what our job is to be in the body. And so we just bring all this to you, Lord, and thank you again for your word, for your spirit. Until we meet again. Amen. 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 Yeah. <laughs>